You're listening to a Radio Free Cybertron special. Following is a discussion of Star Wars Episode 7 with Diecast, Matt, Chris, and Brian. Please note that there are tons of spoilers throughout. If you have not watched Star Wars Episode 7 and you do not want to be spoiled, do not listen! Just go ahead and listen after you watch the movie. And of course, this podcast and all podcasts on Radio Free Cybertron are brought to you by you, Go to tfradio.net slash Amazon or go to tfradio.net and click on the Amazon banner to do all your Amazon purchases through tfradio.net. Doesn't cost you a cent more and Amazon sends some money back to help us keep the light on. We appreciate it. Now let's take a listen to the guys ramble about Star Wars. Yeah, but this is hyper-informal, so we're just going to go ahead and jump straight into it. How spoilery are we getting here? Uh, we are spoil- spoilery as heck, so... Yeah, uh, people... awesome. As, okay. As I feel like you have to be. be. Yeah. You have to be to talk about this movie, because I like people ask me what I thought of it, and if I think like they haven't seen it or they're going to go see it, I'm like, it was good. So, yeah, <laughs> okay, so, just just dude, make sure you get that out like in the in the opening that we're we going to spoil the hell out of this. Dude, we no, just I did. That, that was is, it. Yeah, oh, okay. We are. Uh, <laughs> No, it's hard to talk to any meaningful degree about a movie, especially one like this that has such wide interest and such build-up to it. You can't really talk about it to any meaningful degree without getting into spoilers. So that's why the only thing I tweeted after watching it was, that was good. I am pr- I feel pretty satisfied with that. Yeah. So, so if you haven't seen the movie, please turn it off now and come listen to us after you or, watch Or, 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 if you are listening, if you are an idiot and listening to this first, please let us know what you thought of the movie after listening and to you this. And, know, you know, I don't think, Kilby's off base here. You're not necessarily an idiot because you're listening to a spoiler podcast before watching the movie. You may just want some insight into what to expect before you go to it, and you're not that concerned about spoilers. But still, like... If you listen to this now and you go see the movie, yeah, let us know what you think. So the Ewoks in the Senate just blew my mind. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but I totally Kylo saw Ren... Darth Jar Jar coming. Yeah. And Kylo Ren being Chewbacca's cousin Harry. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I guess where do you get? We're of course lying. So where where <laughs> where do you guys want to start? I guess in the beginning. Um, yeah. So, that is generally where one starts. Generally where one starts is at the beginning. We could Tarantino the whole thing and just start at the end and work our way to the beginning. You know, we could, but um, I'm having a hard enough time to get remembering where it even started. So it started, I guess, on on Jakku, which is a very Tatooine-like planet, so much so that I don't know why they just didn't use Tatooine, uh, where... Uh, Basically, uh, Poe Dameron, who looks like a um, who looks like a made-for-TV uh, uh, X-wing pilot, uh, is uh, on the planet trying to uh, secure information uh, to the whereabouts of Luke Skywalker, and uh, from there, basically, just lots of crap happens. Did anyone realize who that the older guy was that he was getting the information he, from? He, he's he's new. He's a new character that has a backstory that will certainly be explained in a later film or property. Okay. He's apparently a member of the Church of the Force or some such. <sighs> the Church of the Force. Yeah. I mean, seriously. So, uh, but yeah, so basically this movie is here to help lay the groundworks for a, a larger framework of movies and properties for Disney to exploit. And I think it actually did pretty well with that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be one critique I have as, as the movie. I, I, in a way, at the end, I almost didn't feel like I watched a whole movie. I kind of felt like I watched a half a movie. I agree fully. More than, more than I did with like the original three, where it seemed like each one had their own kind of happy ending. Except for Empire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, the original Star Wars, which was not Episode Four when it first debuted, it was just Star Wars. Uh, it was a movie, and it, you know, it laid the the, the groundwork for a for the for the trilogy that would it, that it would start. But I mean, there was no guarantee that there was going to be an Episode Five or Six, mm-hmm. uh, so, or a sequel. I mean, let's say a sequel, because I mean, seriously, if you uh, hopefully you know this, people listening, but uh, Star Wars was not Episode Four in 1977. That was later on. So, um, 
Yeah. Uh, this, though, going in, they know it's going to be part of a, a bigger trilogy or a trilogy of trilogies or one of a thousand movies. So uh, you don't have to get a full movie out of this. Congratulations. I, yeah, I mean, like I, I understand a little bit where Diecast is coming from with that, but I still feel like I got a complete experience of this, even with the direct lead to, okay, here's where the next movie is going to basically kick off from at the end. Yeah, it it felt like it it felt like an entire movie but it left itself open for future installments. I would say that it, to me it didn't feel like an entire movie because it didn't I don't how long was the runtime? 2 hours? Yeah, a little over 2 hours. It felt like about 45 minutes. Really? Which is which is a good thing because I enjoyed it. It, it did not feel like 2 hours. It, it went by pretty quick. It felt like about 45 minutes to me. So I it, I mean, okay, I guess it didn't feel like 2 hours in the sense that I didn't feel like is this still going on? Get us somewhere. No, I, like the movie went at a really good clip the whole way through. It kept you where you needed to be just long enough to like understand what was going on, but not so long that you got bored with any one scene. And that was that's really good. I didn't feel like I had a short experience with the movie, though, just because it did hit that balance of pacing just right. It is well paced. It, it it certainly was. I mean, I mean, I mean, if it felt like feeling a movie feeling like it's forty five minutes when it's two hours to me speaks well of the movie, mm. except for the fact that I I mean I wanted more. I mean, which is should I have wanted less? No. So the fact that uh, I felt like leaving the movie, I really want it to be twenty seventeen so that I can so that I can figure out what in the heck happens because there are so many things with this left unanswered, which is of course what you want. Mm-hmm. But I guess the big one uh, circle uh, is based. The big, the big unanswered question revolves around the new hero. I'm going to say she's the primary hero of the movie, which is uh, Ray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I, I I really like Ray. So she starts off. I would say she's more Anakin Skywalker than Luke. Ray is good at everything. Anakin was good at everything. Luke was a good pilot, and that was about it. So, uh, it's kind of like, especially after w- watching the first Star Wars movies, like, how is this guy the hero? He sucks. Ray, so basically, in the course of this movie, Ray is Luke, Leia, and Han Solo. So she wins. <laughs> when it boils down to it, uh, she is literally probably the most powerful character in Star Wars history. I guess when it, probably when it boils down to it, because she, of course, is she can do anything, which I like. I, I, I like the fact that she's not somebody you know somebody who um, has to be spoon fed information. She basically throughout the whole movie figures figures out one that she uh, has the ability to use the Force, and two she exploits that to the nth degree, uh, where. Luke basically had to have everything spoon-fed to him at least until the end of uh, Empire. Yeah. yeah, he had to be taught specifically. She was figuring stuff out as as she went along. And I love that. Yes. Like, I feel like she came across a little too overpowered just because of all the force proficiency she was able to display by the movie's end without any actual training. I would say one one difference uh, with with Luke, uh, all of that Jedi stuff was was mumbo jumbo. She does live in a world where uh, Luke Skywalker is basically. How would you describe Luke Skywalker? He's he's not like a sports hero. He's like a folk hero. But well, every, they described him as they thought he was a myth. But he's but a myth in, in recent memory, which to me sounds kind of silly because it would be almost impossible to have a myth mythical person. You know, thirty years ago. Well, and, no, and... okay. So, like, you need to take a different perspective of it, though. Like, the galaxy. number of people who actually met yeah. Luke Skywalker in the expanse of the occupied galaxy is about fifteen people, and, and a lot every... of them died in various X-wing battles. Well, yeah. and everybody, everybody else who ever heard about his exploits got that second, third, probably even fourth hand. So, like, with the vast majority of people never having laid eyes on him directly, it's really easy. In just a short time to think, okay, this guy probably didn't, like, he's not real. He's just a story about how the Empire was defeated. Yeah, and stories change from person to person, so, you know, who knows what they've actually heard about Luke Skywalker. Okay, yeah. okay all, that, all that granted, it, it, I'm not, it doesn't bother me that she figure, figured out all of that stuff. Uh, all, the, her ability to use the Force. I mean, because one of the big outstanding questions is who is she? Like, in my in my heart, I really want them to just sort of have her be 
disconnected from the rest of all of the characters, but you know that she is probably Luke's daughter or something. That she's, yeah. She is a Skywalker of some form or another. She, she has to be. She's uh-huh. Luke's daughter. It, in my head, that's that's what she is so far until they tell me otherwise. Uh, but... Unless she's like Immaculate Conception or whatever Darth Vader Anakin was. I mean, she is, she's, it's it's too convenient, too easy for, uh, for her to just show up the way she did. I mean, I considered that out. I considered that route too, but that seems too rehashy to me. Because if they knew that, she basically is just playing the story of Anakin Skywalker again, and I don't think they would just retread that ground. And then nor would no, they want she, to. They wouldn't want to. I mean, I just see Ray as Ray is Luke right now in my mind, and. Anakin yeah, the or, movies you know, are definitely going to focus on Ray going forward. Yeah, and, and I'm it, fine it, with there, that. there are there were things about Kylo or about Ren that bothered me, or Ray that bothered me. Um, and then I thought about it, and I was like, no, they set that up really well. Like she was using that that uh, staff to to fight and to help, you know, free BB-8, and so that's why she was she was halfway decent with the lightsaber. You know, there there were things well, that she did. It was, was, like, it was a lot harder sense. for me to believe that Finn would be able to use a lightsaber to any degree the way he was shown. Yeah, yeah I agree fully. Well, Finn did not last very long, though. And Ray Ray was okay with the lightsaber because this was after, you know, they, they stopped during the battle. And uh, Kylo says he's going to teach her how to use the Force. And, you know, she realizes what's going on. She opens herself up to the Force, and the Force kind of guides her movements. That's how I took it. So, I so I, one thing I guess to meta game a little bit here. So, the first movie, of course, was made in seventy seven, and it was the first Star Wars thing. Period. So, what what the Force is, how it works, and all that has evolved dramatically over the last nearly forty years. So, and Disney has written most of that off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but still, the how thankfully how, how, I might add. But like even through the course of the the first three movies, it all changed and evolved. So, I mean, we're looking yeah, at things. We did, we're looking we at things. Even... We're looking at things in context of. 40 years of history, how things have evolved. It's in, in how the Force works, it's much closer, except for the Midichlorians, which, who cares? Uh, it's much closer to how the prequels handle things than Episode Four. so we can't necessarily get caught up in that. Yeah, we didn't even see the telekinesis until Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, right. But yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, Rey is basically Luke Skywalker, probably his daughter. But, like, I, I was reading online where people were conjecturing that Somehow, somehow she was uh, Han and Leia's daughter, and there were Force mind wipes or something. I mean, if you could mind wipe somebody with the Force, uh, they they probably would have mind wiped, you know, uh, Ray. I mean, uh, Kylo Ren, Ben. Yeah. I mean, so I mean that that seems kind of silly. So the only logical conclusion to me is that he is she is somehow a Skywalker, or somehow tied to the Skywalker family. Uh, otherwise, but and again, of course, because family is such a big part of the Star Wars movies, it's all about family. Uh, also, defending the uh, lightsaber proficiency, Kylo Ren's training was not was not complete either. Well, the, the lightsaber proficiency thing, though, uh, again, going in context of forty years of Star Wars, like the Force isn't just about isn't just about oh, I'm good with the lightsaber, or, oh, I can mind control. It's I can be a good pilot. I can fight. I can. I'm good at calculus. I'm good at. I'm good at jumping jacks. I mean, you can. You can use it to. It, it's. It's an. It's an all-encompassing uh, force that uh, basically. I mean, look at. Look at Leia. Go back. So Leia had the capability of being Luke, but instead of being taught to be a Jedi, she was just a badass. Ray is. <laughs> Ray, Ray at the beginning. Ray is just a badass who's going to become. You know, a Jedi Knight. Where because of her environment too, though you yeah. have to look at what she grew up in. You know, something happened. Her family disappeared when she was probably seven or eight. So she has the tragedy thing. And then she just had to survive however she could by basically, you know, uh, uh, scavenging parts off, scavenging, and then, you know, selling them to that, that guy, whatever it is, and basically was just giving her food rations. I mean, she she grew up in an environment that, that – makes you tough and makes you fight and makes you, you know, cunning. I I think more Kylo Ren went the way he went just because I don't, I'm not looking at like he had a silver spoon, but you know, with Leia as his mother, yeah, he probably had more opportunity and privilege than most others 
born after the fall of the empire. But at the same time, I think just because because of what his family structure was, it probably made it more where he's not so fully ingrained to the light side. There is just enough for the dark to get to him, but like the whole course of the movie, he is still conflicted inside. And even though he did what he thought he would need to, to remove that, I think that's still going to be an issue going into the next movie. So let's talk about Finn. So Finn is uh, a stormtrooper, which I mean, I guess, did we know that going in? No. Well, uh yeah, him being a stormtrooper was known beforehand. Didn't th- I did not know. I I saw the preview of him taking the stormtrooper helmet on, but I automatically assumed He's that undercover. he was undercover yeah. or something like me that. Too. So it was a surprise for me. Does, and doesn't his file card on the action figure call him Finn Calrissian? Wasn't that wasn't that like? Did I misread that somewhere? Because it seems like there may be some misdirection all around when it comes to. Some of this stuff, because of course you know Star Wars super super protected when it comes to the the movies and the fiction uh, prior to release. Uh, but yeah, so I liked Finn. Uh, my first viewing, I thought he was a little too much comic relief. I actually worried that he he was like too, closer to being like a droid. You know how like uh, R two was comic relief in the original trilogy, and Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be comic relief in the. The prequels. Uh, Finn came off came off a little too heavy handed for me uh, on the first viewing, but on the second viewing, um, I, I was able to forgive a lot of that, and mm-hmm. I really do like him as a character. Uh, I he came, really he came across fine my first viewing. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. the character. That's... And and what I was thinking, and I'm the only reason I want to say how I was thinking. I'm interested what you guys thought in that first scene where we see the stormtrooper get killed, and he was right next to it. And what I assume was his first battle, and then it was. the blood it was. They, they on the helmet. Yeah. I mean, that's it, there was something. He was defective in the uh, first order's eyes uh, because he had some compassion, and I think that's what turned him uh, to try and get out of that situation. Well, that and he saw the rest of the First Order. He was with Slaughter, an entire village of innocents. Yeah, I mean, and he also knew that that's what the rest of his life was going to be if he complied, and he he wanted no part of it. No, because I mean, up, to, up to this is, point, he had been a sanitation worker. Diecast is right, too, though. Like, he was defective because, like, they, they give some dialogue to all the stormtroopers are conditioned to some degree to actually do their job. Yeah, the, and... the, the first order, the Empire is you know so fascist that they they basically draft their stormtroopers at birth, take away their names, give them serial numbers, and just train them to be nothing but soldiers. So right, and, and so why not? I mean, like, I guess why is the first order using um, <clears throat> stormtroopers, not clone troopers? Because it seems... I mean, and they even addressed they, like that was a throwaway line too. They threw well, out. I, their... I, I wouldn't say it's a throwaway line. I would uh, say... No, no, I no, that was bad wording that's why i followed up with they threw that line out there you know well we could just start using clones instead but apparently like i guess they want to continue the practices that they thought worked better for the empire like i think in the in the larger universe the clones have a fairly short lifespan and you know if your cloning facilities get destroyed you're kind of screwed yeah i i believe the the clones were just the initial army, and once once they had their troopers, then they started, you know, drafting their own stormtrooper armies. It's probably a lot as replacements. It's probably a lot easier just to uh, collect than to replicate anyway. Well, you know, they would need a good model again, and they don't have any more Jango Fets around. They could clone. They could have cloned. Um, they could have used uh, Anakin DNA. That would have been awesome. Actually, in retrospect, it makes a lot. Oh, more great! Sense. A whole army of Hayden Christensen. I know. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> no, they but want I, people I, to watch this movie. So yeah, I feel like they were they were brainwashing the stormtroopers or conditioning or something, so they didn't have compassion. They didn't have yeah, all that exactly. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when what, then they found out, birth. yeah, they were like they were trying to get him back to a a, a reconditioning facility. Is that what it or reconditioning? Yeah, they wanted to take him and you know get him program back to normal again. Yeah. They're going to put him on a performance development plan. <laughs> They're going to give him a 90 <laughs> give him 90 days. He had 90 days, yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, no. Uh, and the thing is, uh, I guess it, it goes it goes a long way to just to defend that he basically from birth, and he's twenty something now. However old he's supposed to be, he went through this conditioning program for his entire life, and he still couldn't do it. So, mm-hmm. bravo, Finn, you're a good guy. No, it and seems like, like like Matt started to say he his serial number was like FN two one eight seven two one eight seven. Yeah. I don't know how you remembered that. That's amazing. Yeah. He's Kilby. But uh, he saw it twice, too, so maybe that helped. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and then, you know, it's uh, it's the other guy. Poe Dameron. Uh, Poe Dameron that gave him the, the nickname. He's like, I'm just going to call you Finn. So, And I thought that was very appropriate, and I, I like that part of it, too. Me, me too. That yeah. was nice. But, yeah, Finn. Like the yeah, those two had a nice interplay as brief as it was through the whole movie. Like that's something that's something I hope actually gets visited on more in the next movie. Yeah, you know, like give half the movie to those two as a team. They definitely have potential there. Yeah, there there was a lot of good connections between um, everybody. I mean, I don't think there's any character in there that I can think of off the top of my head that like didn't belong in the movie. Mm-hmm. No, I would I would agree with that. Like, there the the interplay between everybody in that movie went really, really, really well. Uh, it's a it's a great contrast to the prequel trilogy, which was stiff as hell. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, basically here in my mind, I want, I want to talk through some of the characters, then talk through um, like some of the plot points, and then sort of general thoughts. So like characters worth discussing in the film. Uh, do we want to talk about Kylo, or do we, do we want to jump to Han? We can do Han. I mean, Han kind of leads into Kylo a little bit. So, Han Solo, it, it, here's the interesting thing to me. So, it didn't occur to me, because it's this is one of those weird things. This is the first time that Han Solo has been a character, and we've had new Han Solo footage uh, with um, Harrison Ford, basically in our lifetimes. I mean, yeah, technically, like, we were three or four with the last time. Some of us were three or four when Jedi came out. But this is, like, brand new Han Solo uh, for the first time in, like, nearly 40 years. And it's so weird. It it, it was just so weird to me uh, that he was able to, that Harrison Ford was able to basically pick up this. Slide back into it. Slide right back. Even the facial expressions. Uh It was amazing. And it just felt natural. It first felt weird, but it got to where it felt natural, and was like, "Wow, this is really the way it should be." Yes, I, I kind of love crotchety Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, like this was like one of the first things that, like, really where I felt like I was being manipulated. So, it, in general, the movie I felt manipulated all, all the way through the movie, in a in a good way. But um, Han Solo was just it was just really great seeing Harrison Ford reprise Han Solo and of course Chewbacca being in you know in costume it just he was a little he was a little funnier I guess he was a little more on the comedy side than in in my mind than well again 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 I've seen these movies so many times they're ingrained they're etched into my brain so things that as a kid I didn't really think of as comedy like um uh in On the Millennium Falcon when um uh, Han tells uh, 3PO that uh, Chewbacca will rip off his rip out his arms, and then Chewbacca lays back and he puts his hands behind his head. <laughs> you know, like if I had been an adult back then, that would have been a funny thing. But for me, as a yeah. kid, it's just I've seen it so many times. But it seemed it seemed a, he seemed a little on the comedy relief side more so than I remember him as a character. But it worked. But it worked. Yeah. I none none of the uh, this movie had a lot of laughs, and I didn't think any of them felt forced. Yeah. Oh, no, no, not at all. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's certainly not. It's certainly not no holds barred with Hulk Hogan with references to pooping <laughs> pants and stuff. I I agree fully. I mean, I can't even think of Chewbacca being funny on purpose in the movie because I remember him getting shot. Oh, all the way through, and I just all the way through, like uh, like uh, the way he would respond to things, uh, like um, when he basically tried to kill Finn for trying to bandage his arm. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah, yeah, and, and like the first one uh when when they're in the freighter and um he's arguing with Han about Han always being able to talk his way out of things. I mean, there are little things all the way through. It's not like he's farting and stuff. It's it's just little one-off little jokes that are funny. But 
But going back to Han Solo, I think Han Solo is really the 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 foundation for the movie. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. If it hadn't been for Han Solo, this probably would have felt really awkward and weird. Yeah, he is our no. guide through the movie. Yes, right. Exactly. Like, yeah, he he is there for us to connect and like. I I kind of want to say feel secure through the movie, and he's also there to guide Ray and Finn into living in this world that they've just fallen into. Secure yeah. secure is an absolutely valid way of putting it. Yeah, but yeah, he uh, Han Solo really, I think, really makes the movie, and the fact that Harrison Ford was so easily able to just sort of slide back in just gives me a lot of, a lot of uh, hope for the hope for the trilogy. Hope that um, the whole trilogy will be will will stay true to the feeling of Star Wars. And but I'll, I'll go back into that a little more later because I also have some concerns around that. But uh, Han Solo, thumbs up. Absolutely. And Chewbacca, thumbs up. Yeah, Chewbacca, yeah. Chewbacca, thumbs up. Uh, also, Leia. Uh, Leia shows up later on in the movie. Um, About halfway through, probably. Yeah. Uh, she is very much the evolution of the Princess Leia that uh, we first saw in, you know, at the beginning of um, the original Star Wars movie. Uh, she is now, of course, I mean, I guess technically she would have been, she would have been a general as well in the Everybody was a general back then. Or an admiral. And and she still doesn't put up with Han Solo's crap. Yeah. No, but no, you're right, though. Like, the Leia you saw about halfway into Empire Strikes Back, this is her 30 years down the line. Yes, exactly. And the way they structured the Han, Leia, and Kylo Ren thing really, really well, because, like, from the time Han Solo shows up with Chewbacca and they're running a freighter, you know, you wonder, okay, how did they get to this point? Why are they out here doing this again? Yeah. You know, where's Leia? How, what? Where was the separation there? Then later in, you find out, oh, Kylo Ren is Han Solo's son, which means, oh, uh, what? And then, you know, you you they build that story together so well through the course of the movie it just all of it comes together when Han and Leia reunite on the rebel base planet like that I looking back I'm really surprised how well they actually did that whole storyline in the movie yeah like Kylo Ren uh, being the Sith the correct term in this in this context well, he's not a Sith Lord at this point. Yeah, so, no. So, but being the primary, he's not a Darth. Yeah, but being the primary villain or antagonist, at least as far as um, a Force user goes, to me, God, I, God it seemed a little forced. Uh, but it, it it's also it also makes sense in context again in the whole soap opera that is the the lives of these characters and their family. You know, being the being basically the fulcrum that everything pivots on in, in this universe, but um, yeah, uh, Kylo being seduced to the um, to the dark side I mean, I guess and if, if you think, going back to who, whoever it was, Diecast, uh, I think saying that he might have had a sort of a silver spoon I don't necessarily think in terms of oh, well, he's a richie, you know you know, do-gooder, but he is like, oh, well, my mom is, like, the general who saved everything, and my uncle is, you know, Luke Skywalker. He's, like, the greatest Jedi ever. Yeah, I don't think it's, like, a silver spoon so much as preferential treatment. It's like, so I'm awesome. A little bit of nepotism there. Yeah, 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 like, uh, maybe maybe he was easily manipulated by darkness because he was told he was so great all this time. Exactly. I mean, I agree with you, and I I may have worded it a little bit strong. No, it's fine, it's fine. What you said makes sense. Petulant's probably not the right word, but he's just. This... Uh, no that that sounds pretty good actually. He <laughs> he throws a tantrum or two. Yeah, okay. Oh so yeah. He's he's a oh, petulant yeah. he's a petulant child who, who is powerful, but it doesn't. It seems like he's not. He is certainly not from from my view, certainly not Anakin level or Luke level when it comes to his ability to wield the Force. I think oh, yeah, it's just yeah. because he does not have access to a proper teacher who could take him to that point. Neither, um, neither, neither Ray had no teacher, and she kicked his ass. No, but Ray, as we've observed, is obviously a very special case. I think you know um, Kylo Ren had the potential because of who his family line traces back to. So you know there it was there to be developed, and they let Luke teach him. So that, you know, 
that's how we got to that point mostly. And then whatever uh, alien dude's name is, I want to keep calling Snoke. him Snopes, but um, <laughs> Snoop, um, or Snoop or something. Snoop. No, but um, Snoop Dorothy Darth. <laughs> yes, that's his I name now. Little, okay. I want a little more backstory on him because, and like, you'll probably get it in a movie or a book or yeah. a comic. There's you'll, Disney will gladly sell you more backstory. I, I imagine we will see him more prominently in the next movie, and then between that and the third movie, there will be a side story movie that more focuses on the history of the character in some capacity, because that's where it will fit naturally in the narrative. Um, No, but like Luke taught uh, Kylo Ren how to use his Force potential, and then uh, Snoop Darthy Darth... <laughs> took him down to the dark side and gave him that aspect. The, the starting of that aspect of it. Yeah. And um, he says too, like, you know, bring Kylo Ren back. We're going to complete his training or something yeah, like something to that effect. Like he didn't even really train him. He just, he just seduced him, you know, told him he was, he was great and, and powerful and kind of sent him on his way without teaching him anything more. Right. So, so, uh, just speculation in the future is is um well Kylo Ren will Ben Solo will he come back to the light side or will no he? yes yeah he will. <laughs> uh, I don't think he should but he, he he shouldn't no but episode nine yeah he but he he shouldn't but he will like my fear with that is they will redo the Darth Vader sequence again and he will come back just to make the heroic sacrifice right at the end. Yeah. And I don't want them to just go over the old beats again. Yeah, I would like for him to be the villain uh, for at least... I, I'd almost like him to be the, the villain for the next movie and for Ren or, or Ray to get to finish him off. Well, okay, so that's the thing. I, I like, think they need more buildup before they finish them off. They need the three movies. You have to, okay. you have to get them at the end of the third. Because most of the time, you get a major death in one of the movies, and I, unless I'm not thinking yes, back and, correctly. Yes, and that 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 happened. Uh, let's you know go right to it. Um, Han Solo's son killed Han Solo. But that wasn't. I, I mean, a villain death is kind of what I was thinking of. Oh, but like, okay, so. Basically, seeing that, and, like, that was telegraphed from half a mile away, too. Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. But, but seeing that, and then thinking about it after on the drive home, like, uh, Ray can't have the meaningful confrontation, can't kill Kylo Ren until Kylo Ren has confronted Luke Skywalker. That has to happen before... Kylo Ren can be killed or whatever happens to and him. Probably that, before Kylo Ren kills Luke Skywalker. Very possible. And that's the that's the thing I don't want to have happen because then you just have Kylo Ren progressively going through offing the characters from the original trilogy. Yeah. And that's gonna get tired really quick. Yeah, I agree. I don't but I don't think the Kylo characters Ren from the original trilogy Luke. are getting old really quick. Oh yes, I know, I know. <laughs> I I know. I understand that, but like and it makes a certain sense for me for Luke to basically walk the path of Obi-Wan Kenobi and get struck down by his apprentice turned bad. Absolutely. Like, that makes no. sense to be in isolation. No. But after killing Han Solo this movie, we can't have the next movie Kylo Ren off Luke Skywalker. Because, you know, at that point, it's just starting to become it's, – it's turning into a trope, and I don't want that. Kylo Ren in this movie could not kill Luke Skywalker. I mean, if yeah, I mean in, in a duel, no, but a blaster, lucky blaster shot to the head, absolutely. Yeah, but then there's the whole you know Jedi thing, and that doesn't happen. Uh, sure. <laughs> like I said, the details don't really matter that much. It's just it wouldn't, it would not happen that way where uh, the characters are right from now. From a from a storytelling perspective, it's not going to happen that way either way. Then, yeah, when the confrontation happens, it's going to be a much more even match. Luke is older, more tired. He probably has not been keeping up his skills quite to the degree he should in other in a different situation. Yeah, it's and again, it's all situational. Like, um, a, a great summation of uh, Episode 4 and the fight between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, these are two 
really old, tired men. Darth Vader is, you know, 60% machine. Obi-Wan's been letting his skills slip. That's why the fight is so, like, almost lethargic compared to the stuff we saw later. Am I imagining things? Because I really really thought that they even said one of the reasons uh, Luke went into hiding is because he was the last Jedi and they knew... Again, he was the last Jedi again. Yeah, they were hunting him, and that's why he was in hiding. And and I say last Jedi in last. Well, they they were hunting him because he was in hiding. Right, but they wanted to kill him because if you kill the last trained Jedi, it's going to be harder to to you know for new Jedi to come through. Unless you're Rey. Well, (laughs) she would have never known she was a Jedi. And she's it, not a Jedi. What she, well, she's has the ability to be a Jedi. Can I say she, she's she a, has she, the, she, she has the Force inside she, her. She, she is strong with the Force, and that's what leads us to believe that she's Luke's daughter. But she obviously has that in her blood, and like I said, that and and a lot of the reason she was as good in the movie is her prior conditioning of what she had to do just to survive on Jakku. So I, I just want to again point out, um, like the only reason I'm suggesting or anybody suggests that she is Luke's daughter is because of the, like the way that the universe, the, the story is constructed. It's all about family, but certainly Yoda was not Dar- uh, Luke's kid. All of the Jedi before not Luke's kid. There are all sorts of powerful force users all across the universe that are not related to Skywalkers at all. But in the framework, but of the we never story. look at any of them because this is a story about the Skywalkers. But in the framework of the story, it's about the Skywalkers exactly. And she was obviously Ray not Han so and Leia's good. kid, so yeah. that kind of narrows it down. She is so good. I, I well, just... yeah, I think that's kind of what's building up to you anyway, because like Kylo Ren's going to be her half brother, so it's going to be it's going to be a battle between half brother. The... How would that be? Or no, cousin, uh, cousin, cousin, cousin. cousin yeah. <laughs> Maybe in Tennessee, that's how it works, but. <laughs> Or Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like it's gonna be like it's gonna be a battle within the family, basically. Yeah. No, uh but to go back to what we were talking about before, um yeah, she's extremely force sensitive. Um but if they had killed Luke so there was no Jedi around for her to seek out to be trained, she would still be force sensitive, but she would have a much like she would not be able to take up she would be able to become a Jedi, and she would have a greater chance of falling to the dark side herself, even unintentionally, just by the choices she would make in using the Force. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I want to—I also want to <clears throat> just joke about something, but in, in all seriousness. So, of course, the movies, the original trilogy was made; they were made in the seventies. Um, so well, the, the first one was. Yeah, the first. Well, this both the first two, I guess, were made in the seventies. Well, made in the seventies, yeah. okay. Uh, but. But in a, in a pre-internet world, you know what have you, you know now if you had a force sensitive person, they would just like watch YouTube videos. It's like, oh, well, that's how you do it. Okay, so you'd, you'd have somebody, <laughs> and we a, would have a whole lot of Sith lords running around. Yeah, exactly. But you would have you, you know their their books and stuff <clears throat> where if, there should be a way for somebody to learn how to become a Jedi master without having uh, a master to you know to actually study from. Although I'll counterpoint that and say that probably when the Empire arose. Uh, you know, one of Palpatine's primary orders of business was find all the Jedi material and burn it. True, but I, but going back though to the whole point though that this movie is a follow up to movies set in the seven, created in the seventies. It's it's kind of it's kind of awkward, especially uh, Revenge of the Sith was or the third one, the whatever it was, was awkward where they had to make that transition back from you know, modernish looking technology back to 70s looking technology. With this one, it's so bad that, you know, they still have to give people 70s style haircuts. And it's just so awkward. You would, I would like to see more uh, stuff that's constructed it with a more modern, sensible mindset. Like the whole, like, I, I didn't, I didn't I feel it was awkward yeah. because I'm, I'm used to Star Wars looking that way. Poe Dameron, right. Poe Dameron looks like he's pulled from a made for TV Star Wars movie. It's awkward as hell. I just think it's a he, it's he a just alternate like a Star Wars character to me. Yeah, yeah, an alternate universe, you know, alternate situation. There's no internet in this universe. I mean, that, well, you well, know, I'm that's... just I'm just saying that the first movie was made in a in a pre-internet world. It just seems like all these things that we take for granted today, technologies that 
could have been predictable back then, which aren't included in this universe, are just sort of weirdly so. I don't know. Yeah, but, like, a lot of our focus characters in these movies are also people who come out of what is essentially the third world. Yeah, but just... So even if, like, there could be an internet-like thing... There on, is. I mean, there you is. You know, within that structure, but none of these people really have access don't to get, it. Don't, so. get, don't get caught up on the internet comment. I'm talking. I'm just saying that the movie is so strictly adheres to the original trilogy when it comes to, like all the cues that it takes and everything, that's my biggest problem with it, is it, it's very much, it's very much, uh, it, this movie could have been made, except for the technology piece, in 1986, and it would have, you know, felt natural and normal. Four except years... I think that's what works well about this, is because it feels like it slots right into the original trilogy. It just seems awkward. It seems incredibly awkward to me. Uh, not to me. I'm, I'm I don't really comfortable with yeah. it and, and, so, because it's Star Wars. And, and here's the thing: so, like on an episode of Fanboy Versus recently, I described the McDonald's holiday pie. It's like this ooey gooey warm. Skin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Get uh, at this ooey gooey warm sugar cookie piece, like slice of happiness. And I was eating it. I was like, like wow, this is a product of science. This is like I'm being manipulated <laughs> as I eat this. And I had to, I had to like, I can only eat half of it, and I threw it away because I was being told it was, it was telling me, oh, this is the best thing ever. This is so amazing. This is exactly what you want. But I didn't have the choice my, for myself. I had to make the choice that no, it's not what I want. So that's how I kind of feel about this entire movie, though, because it's like, it, it hit. It's like it's, it's like Disney. It's like the Manhattan Project of movies. So it's like Disney put like all of this, all of its you know, uh, dynamo, all of its energy into creating this movie to be exactly 100%, you know, what you would expect out of a Star Wars no, movie. No, that's all the... what I feel like when I go to see a Transformers movie. This, I felt like I was watching Star Wars. Oh, no. Completely, no, 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 completely, completely 100 I think, I think there is a mid-ground between your two stances here, which is that... No, Kilby's wrong. No, no. no well, Kilby is fundamentally wrong. I will agree to that, but, but... I don't think it's so much that they took and distilled the essence of Star Wars down to a fine vodka. It's more that they paid attention, and this is what Star Wars should be, so we're making the movie to be like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, like... I, I, I agree Kilby's, with that. I'm mostly just trying to give Kilby a hard time. But, well, yeah. Kilby's bent about, like, extreme scientific manipulation, I think, is going a little bit too far beyond what this actually is. Yeah, you're supposed to look at this and feel like you're watching Star Wars because it's made to be like Star Wars. Okay, just look at it this way. If Disney hadn't... I'm just saying, if Disney hadn't done this and Disney had gone into a completely different direction, all the people who are crying watching this movie, it's like, oh, my childhood is now vindicated. All of those people would have been basically taken pitchforks to Disney and they would have like lynched all of the people who are at, at yes, Disney Yes, if they corporate. would have made the Phantom Menace again, it, well deservedly there would have been lynching. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just saying I'd have been at the front of the mall. Yeah. Disney Disney kind of <laughs> Disney kind of had to do it. But again, I think I think Disney took a very prescriptive scientific approach to this and put a, a lot of resources into making a movie that 40-year-olds will cry at. And that's pretty much what we got. That's pretty rough. It's true, but you know what? I really liked it. <laughs> I mean, no, and that's that's like that's the major point here. Kilby can say all this, but at the same time, it's still a really good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it yeah. a lot. Yeah, like, I, I think Disney did a great job. I mean, I do and, too. I'm kind of disappointed how little there was of Captain Phasma. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but uh, she survived, so I think we got a couple more movies. Yeah, because a trash compactor can't kill anybody in this universe. Yeah. <laughs> so is, no, like, is there any like, back, is there any background to Phasma that has she been used prior to this? No, I mean, as far as I, I know, don't she think so. She was invented for the movie. Okay, I was really hoping for like a scene where, like, you just find out that her chrome plated armor is because it resists blasters and probably lightsabers a little bit. Like, just take somebody take a swipe at her with a lightsaber and the beam bounces off. Yeah, that one storm. Stormtrooper did have a lightsaber-proof weapon, so... Yeah. Yeah, I want to say that's something that came out of the prequel trilogy. That uh, electrified lance thing that can fight a lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Sorry. I'm just, I just looked at Facebook real quick, and there's a 
photo uh, if, if you if you're not aware of football, American football, the Carolina Panthers are now 14 and 0, and the photo has one of the players holding a lightsaber, which it was photoshopped in, and oh. it just completely threw me off. So, um, but yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, Captain Phasma, uh, she is the only female stormtrooper that I know of. There's not a uh, I, I, she was, she was interesting. I'm certain we'll probably get more of her later. Uh, again, uh, the movie is just chock full of little things that you, little, uh, little nuggets that can be, um, dug into later. And it's part, yeah. it's part of trying to create a rich universe, which Star Wars is known for. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, there was one thing that, that bothered me and that's that we're still getting computer generated characters when we clearly don't need them anymore. And they still don't look real. They look a lot better than they did ten years ago. Yeah. Still, there's there's no point to have a character that's getting a decent amount of screen time to be a computer generated mess. I would agree with that. I, 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 if if we get a computer generated character, I want them in a background, or I don't and, want them to be. Yeah, I'm specific. I am specifically talking about the the bartender character and uh, Snoop Darthy Darth. As the that's the thing too, um, Snoop Darthy Darth. In the first appearance where he's all in the shadow and the fog and everything, I was really hoping that that was just an alien that was that huge. I was pretty sure it was just a projection, but it would have been so yeah. awesome if the, you know, boss over the First Order was this, like, giant alien. Oh, no, that was definitely a projection. Yeah. Oh, no, it no, was. No, no, yeah. that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I suspected in that first scene that that's what it was. But I was just really hoping maybe that's just some really huge dude because imagine how awesome that fight's going to look in the third movie. Yeah, but yeah. No. And if, and if that had been the yeah. case, a computer-generated ca- character would have been fine. But yeah. I don't think that's the route they're but, going. But so. for the, I mean, so, I mean, using the projection, though, as a, as a, as a backdrop in this case, maybe when he actually shows up, he'll be somebody in costume. It just made sense to... Let, let's hope, because he wasn't far enough, enough off from humanoid to... Uh, to warrant computer generation. Yeah, like, you know, um, old bartender lady, I can kind of see being a CGI character just because of being so small. It'd be, like, small and, like, slight of build. It'd be hard to actually make a costume work that way. But they didn't have to design the character that way either, so... Yeah. So on a different track, I really like how the look of the world is consistent with the original trilogy. Like, there's not a radical shift in things. And if anything, it's deteriorated a little bit more, and it feels, it makes it feel a lot more like, you know, this is decades down the line from this. Things haven't gotten better. Yeah, the Millennium Falcon's looking pretty ragged. Well, and I also like that on Jakku, like, the little bit of society that has formed on that planet has formed around the wreck of a uh, Star Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's basically, it's that world's version of a mining town, and they're mining a giant crashed ship. And I think that's really, it is really cool, like, world and production design to have that built like that. And it implies just how desperately pathetic that world is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just like just like Tatooine. Yeah. Except in this case, they're mining for starship parts instead of water. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like the thing is, though, like you said, world, I know you mean universe. Uh, Yeah. But the thing is, like, there should be more diversity in the universe. There's a lot of diversity when it comes to species and when it comes to how, uh, you know, like genetic diversity. But when it comes to technology diversity or technological diversity, I mean, it seems like you have it seems like you have the non-technological going as far down as, say, like the Ewoks which aren't in the movie, thankfully. But th- then you have, like, the super techno- technological, you know, like uh, like the First Order. But it still doesn't seem like there's a- enough diversity when it comes to, like, bet- like ships, ship design, you know, weapon design, uh, all this other stuff. It just seems like it focuses entirely on the speciation of everything. It, again, it's kind of, like if you're trying to construct a whole world, I would like to see more than what we got in the original trilogy here. And I just didn't quite see that. See, mm-hmm. I see it as a universe and this story is not focused on planets or I don't know. I think, I think it may be there. It's just not what the movie's focused on. But if we go to another planet, it should, in my mind, look 
radically different, not just from a ecological perspective, but from a like an you know an ent- entire you know, I mean everything. I mean from top to bottom. I, mean, I think oh, I think a lot of this probably stretches back into the history though, where like you know before there was the empire, there was what the the republic and the trade federation, mm-hmm. and I think through that there's like that causes homogenization of yeah, the technology that's and true. stuff. That's true. And then when the empire comes up, like they take control of all the technology. And if you're with them, they give you their technology to use. And if you're not, even if you're not part of the rebellion, you like you get what you can scavenge from their leftovers. Yeah, no, that, that's that's fair. It's kind of like how iPods not, or iPhones are all over the all over the world. Even though, uh, you know, of course, they originate out of Cupertino and well, or China. Uh, but an iPod, uh, an iPhones, an iPhones, an iPhone. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, in my I understand universe. what you're saying about like wanting civilization diversity, and even like within one planet have different sorts of technology, just societally. But I can understand the way this universe is constructed. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of the same looking stuff. It, it's one thing that Star Trek, I think, gets a lot does a lot better than Star Wars. Well, but, yeah, except for how every other episode reuses the same three ship models. Yeah, half the time. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I agree with Chris and what I meant in in this universe. I mean, the most advanced technology is what the first order has, and I kind of accept that that that's that's their top technology, and everything else is below okay. that. So, uh, yeah. what what else? What else? so? I sort of talked about how I feel the movie. The whole thing is sort of artificial and, and feels forced, but that's fine. What what else is there left to talk about? Is there anything like what comes next? What so what so we're ignoring Rogue One. So what do we what that's the next movie? What do we expect to see out of Episode Eight? We're going to find out who Ray is. Yeah, and yeah. and Luke yeah. and Ray. Luke's going to train Ray. Yeah, and you know then they're going to go after. Kylo Ren. I mean, I, I I think that's the that's the purpose is to track him down and and you know dispose of him for what he did to uh, Han Solo, his his father. They're going to reco- try to recover him. I mean, it's it's they're not going to try to kill him. They're gonna, no, because what's going to end up happening is that Luke is going to sacrifice himself to try to bring uh, Kylo Ren back around. I don't want to see that happen. I I want to see. I don't want to see but it happen. We're gonna. We're gonna yeah. I don't want to, but I think it's probable. Yes. And then How, in, the, in the third movie, we'll get Force Ghost Luke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, you know, if Disney, hopefully Disney isn't going to be so predictable. But like in my mind, we always who we, we were saying earlier that Ren's going to die in the third one. I actually, I would say probably the other way around. If one of them's going to die, it'd be Ray. Then Ren would uh, end up basically going back to the light side, and you know he he would be the hero of the of the next trilogy. But hopefully, oh, that, hopefully that will happen. No, I, said, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm I think th- once you kill your father, you're <laughs> you're permanently kind of... on the dark side. Um, no, I don't. Not not permanently. Like in universe, I don't think it would be permanent. Even in that case, no. it'll it'll be a Darth Vader where you redeem yourself by sacrificing. I mean, yourself. Darth Vader basically killed a planet. So, you know, so and a whole bunch of Jedi and yeah, uh-huh. kids and yeah. There's definitely you can, stormtroopers. There's backseas. <laughs> there, there's backseas in the Star Wars universe. You can you can you know. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like it. Killing his father is not an irrevocable act in universe. From a narrative standpoint, though, he's totally marked. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Like. He should not be taken down the road of redemption. I will be dissatisfied if that ends up being the case as the next movies come out. Um, At the same time, though, like, no, I don't want I don't really want in any context him to be the one to kill Luke Skywalker just because it's it's just it's been done. You know, exactly. I don't want to see anything that's been done. I don't want to see Kylo Ren get redemption. But you're gonna. Uh, I so, don't want to see. I don't want to see Luke Skywalker killed by Kylo Ren. I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask this question. And I'm not saying this to be a jerk, but like, it's like if you don't want that, what do you want? Because it seems okay. it seems like it, it seems like that's what we're getting out of these movies is retread, and that seems like what everybody loves about it. So why? Well, okay, want... and like I said before, we actually started this. Like, 
there's things that I was not really satisfied with completely with the movie. And a lot of that is how, as you go through, you can read that, okay, this is the same story beats, maybe not in quite the same order, but it's the same story beats that like a new hope and even a little bit of empire had in them. And like, that was, that's a little bit of what was the little bits that were putting me off. That was a lot of it. Um, as for alternatives to the retread stuff, you know, let's have Snoop Darthy Darth be the one to kill Luke to take away that next bit of connection to the light side for Kylo Ren. Let's have him do the next thing to bring his uh, apprentice over to the dark side more strongly. That would, that would be that interesting. I could see working. That would be yeah. interesting. That would be different. I, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, if you if you want to build up and actually go back to the beginning point, you would have to let Luke train Ray. Let Ray have the next battle with Kylo Ren and Kylo Ren be killed from that battle. Luke stays alive and then they build the acad the 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 Force Academy or whatever you want to call it again and recruit more Jedi and build up uh, a new council and then the the third movie is where you have the dark side and the whole council fight again and the council wins. So what I, what I would hope is I would hope that what you just said, the except, except for that being the second movie, I would hope that would be the conclusion of the third movie. Yeah. And then that would lead into the next trilogy, exactly. which would be the renewed Jedi council. Like a new Republic. Basically. Yeah. So I'd be and the Knights of the new Republic. Course, and of course, like the time skip that would entail, Luke would not be there anymore, and it would be Ray probably, in the, in the, if, if not yeah. in charge of it, highly in charge of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I would be fine with that. That's I yeah, would like no, that. that would that would work. Okay. Uh, we have just solved like, Star Wars. <laughs> but <laughs> if Luke has to die in the next movie, which I I hope he doesn't. Which again, like I'm sure I he totally, will. I totally I'm not. That say as that. a likely and probably a little bit necessary step for this for a couple reasons. I hope it is not Kylo Ren that does it because that's just it's too retread. If they get Snoop Darthy Darth, I still don't remember what his actual name is. Snoop. Uh, <laughs> if he does it just to push Kylo Ren down the dark side more, I can live with that. So, uh, yeah, I, I try to look at I try to meta game too much with this stuff, but like in my mind. It's, it, the whole force thing is like the mythology of this universe. Luke Skywalker is basically Jesus Christ. How do you kill Jesus? The Romans did it. Uh, that's true. Well, okay. Well, there you go. Good point. Done. I think. He's, I think. I think Chris just. I think. Chris Don't just ask put, the Christian in the room that question unless you want the answer. <laughs> uh, I'd rather not see Luke Skywalker crucified. Thank you very much. But well, no. Okay. So like, I even got like, I can envision in my head a little bit what the scene would be like. However, it would happen. Luke Skywalker would be in the presence of Kylo Ren and Snoop Darthy Darth. Snoop would tell him to kill him. He would hesitate, and then Snoop Darthy Darth would just do it himself. So let's 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 get let's become dorks for a second. So um, if you going back to uh, I'm wearing a, a scouter, and I'm seeing like the power level. So according to George Lucas, Luke uh, Luke is the most powerful Jedi who's ever existed. So how could how could how could Snoop Darth Snoopy Snoop or whatever how could most he most powerful Jedi that's uh, ever existed? Good point. Good point. Yeah, and like. In a situation where we didn't have to deal with Mark Hamill aging too far beyond that, it would be great to see a movie set in the interim. Oh, yeah. With him at the height of his power. I would love that. I mean, I would even, like, if they wanted to do, like, a Clone Wars-style CG movie around that concept, I would totally be in for that, get Mark Hamill to do the voice. Oh, that would be great. You know? Because, like, I think that is a necessary intermediate step that we need to see. We need to see Luke Skywalker at the height of his power doing something. Because Training new Jedi. Yeah, because we've been cheated out of that, effectively. Yeah, 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 we have. And because we have not gotten to see that directly, it's hard for us to conceptualize, just based on how he was in Return of the Jedi, how he can really be considered that powerful. Yeah. Because the one time he tried to use a Jedi mind trick, Jabba was immune to it. Yeah. Well, that only works on the weak-minded anyway. Well, yeah. Um, and, like, the Jedi mind trick is the one thing that made me think that they were overpowering Rey, too, because it didn't seem like she should be able to do something quite that advanced without any kind of training leading. But it, it took her a couple of tries to get it right. Yeah, it, 
it well, it took her and it took her until she started exerting some confidence in it. Because here, the first two times she was doing it, she was tentative and afraid in the process. But when the stormtrooper was right there and she looked directly at him, when James the Bond came over, when her. James Bond walked up, she looked him straight in the eye and he did it. Because <laughs> of course, that was Daniel Craig. Um, but yeah, uh, the uh, that's probably my favorite or second favorite scene in the entire movie. The, the mind trick one? The mind trick one, yeah. I mean, I I like it structurally because of the progression of it. Right. It's just a matter of it's not believable to me that she'd be able to exert that power at this point. She had a, she had, she had a moment of realization where she realized that she was God walking the earth and she decided to exert that force. Okay, okay. In that context, then, she shouldn't, like, you know, she did it exactly the same way Obi-Wan did it in A New Hope. If she would have, if the phrasing would have been different, like if it had been more, if it had been a, I mean, it was a direct, it's in the way she phrased it, because it's just like, this is a practice exertion of this power. Well, she was learning how to use the power. No, 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 I just just mean like. She didn't like, hey, you dude, but that's not how she spoke. She speaks that way. So it's exactly the way she speaks. I don't know, I'm, I'm having trouble explaining I guess exactly how I'm tripping on this, but like, I mean, I understand what you're saying because when, when I left the movie, there were a lot of things that I thought of that this didn't make sense. And then I had to go back and think about it a little bit more. And I was like, maybe, you know, maybe that does make sense. And it kind of, they kind of did set it up very well. Um, And like Brian was saying, nothing was really forced. So, when things were progressing, some reason, some sometimes I didn't even realize there was a progression, uh, in the character, in her abilities, and all that stuff. It, but it was all there. You know, and like a lot of like, I look at her and see that she seems like a little overpowered. But like, they do try to give the give the context that she's always been force sensitive and just has never realize to f- try to focus that because uh, like when Kylo Ren is trying to get in her head and is talking about um, uh, the image of the ocean with the island on it yeah which is it was a forced vision of where Luke Skywalker is yeah it, in my mind I mean she's not stupid she's no, she knows she's not stupid she has a realization that she's strong with the force so she decides to use it I mean it's 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 yeah it just it seems a little bit too much too fast that's my problem it's like I mean, I totally see that. Yeah. I totally see where you're coming from. But in my mind, I mean, again, it's one of those things where the whole thing is contrived that at this time, this person's going to be right here. So why is so? Why not? Maybe it works so well because she used it against a stormtrooper who is basically programmed from birth anyway. So how strong willed can they actually be? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Finn. Well, Finn's a Finn. Defect, I know. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I I can understand totally what what, it, it was very quick. But uh-huh. every every time I go back and I think about it, I'm like, they really did set it up right. And could could I have done it better? And I'm like, I don't know that I could it, have. It bothers me more that Luke didn't catch on quickly than that she catches on so quickly. If Luke, well, if, if Luke if Luke was there to bring balance to the Force, which he was, he should have he should have been a quicker study than he was. I just think that's why I like. Race so much. Is Actually, that... Luke, Luke wasn't there to bring balance to the force. That was Vader's job. Nope. Yep. <laughs> nope. He failed yep. that. That's what Luke was there for. No, that was his redemption at the end. Nope. <sighs> when he killed the Emperor, he brought balance to the force. And <sighs> then they said there was another, and that, that was, was supposed to be Leia, and was she Leia. really didn't develop anything else. She just became the, no, the she's... You know, commander, or she doesn't. She doesn't use any force. Do you ever see her with a blaster, dude? Do you ever see her like swing across the that chasm? She is a force badass. She's just she's not a, a Jedi. She's a well, and she has for like she has force sensitivity because she knew right when Han died. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah I she, just don't she, feel like she developed enough as a as a Jedi for me. Well, she, was, she was too busy with a military career. Yeah, yeah. She, was, she was not trained in that way. She's a soldier, not a ninja. So, but basically, like, the whole there is another thing is. She has the same potential Luke does if she was trained in it. Yeah, exactly. She could take his place if it became necessary and if somebody could teach her. 
I mean, I know it didn't fit the story, but I would have liked to seen her at least trained and maybe been a little bit more of a badass than she was. She's the most badass. She, she's more badass because she does what she does, and she's not a force. Leader. I would I would say that Leia is the most. I would say between Leia and Luke, Leia is way more badass than Luke. Oh yeah, absolutely. Way more badass than Luke. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah. So. This argument, it's kind of argument. This discussion has kind of become. Uh, it's gone a little circular. It's gone very circular. Yeah. So I think we probably <laughs> should wrap it up. Uh, no, like I think, I think what that proves is just that this is an enjoyable movie. There's a lot to talk about with it, and they they did a really good job making a new Star Wars movie. Yes. Yeah, and I really I, look forward to the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing the next chapter of the story. Yeah. Yeah, this this movie is is very very good. There are some problems with it. I will not lie, but I am happy with it. This is this is what I wanted out of a Star Wars movie. I will I'm, say, I'm you, good. I will say so. In my mind, everything up to this, it, all the Star Wars fiction that's come up since Revenge of the Sith has sort of been tainted by the the whole prequels thing. So like any uh, any Clone Wars movie or any Clone Wars series, in my mind, carries that funk, and I don't want to touch it. But I say going forward. Uh, any sort of uh, expanded universe, quote unquote, or new fiction that is not part of the core story, uh, I'd be open to actually um, digging into because I want to know more about the universe now and not the stuff that <clears throat> we've been fed over the last, you know, few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I'm all about stuff after the Battle of Endor. I want to know nothing about anything before the Battle of Yavin. Thank you. Very <laughs> Good. Much. Exactly. No, well, except for the, like three hours before the, the movie. Well, started. okay, yeah, but... yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm done. Anybody else? Anything else? Uh, no, I think we said good. it already. Yeah, that we've cast. been talking for like an hour and a half. I think yeah. we're good. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think we done talked about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in conclusion, Lay, uh, Ray and Leia are the two most badass people in Star Wars. Good Have movie. Go see it four or five times. Yeah, it only made two hundred and thirty million dollars or whatever this weekend. So give them a need little to, more money. Need to, need to shore up those numbers. Yeah, D- Disney's hurting a little bit, so you can uh-huh. help them out. Yeah. <laughs> this has been Radio Free Cybertron. Visit us at tfradio.net for show notes and to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at TF Radio for news and updates. Watch our live stream at tfradio.net slash live. Join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash tfradio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TF Radio Network. Have a question or comment? Leave it on our Facebook fan page or mail it to contact at tfradio.net. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Any part of this podcast can and should be redistributed, but please, proper attribution is required if you know what's good for you. Jeez, when are these guys ever going to move out of their parents' basements?